The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. All right, everybody, welcome again to Isaiah 61. Um, we proclaim the power of the Holy Spirit. We proclaim how God is able to transform us from the inside out to become effective witnesses to to show forth His glory in our community um, and then rebuilding and restoring our city. And um, God is doing amazing things. I'm excited. Um, you know, in June, we started an outreach. Uh, we started back on outreach, we've, which we've always done. And um, our focus has been to just allow the Spirit of God to direct us and to move us to where He wants us to. Because for us to be effective witnesses, we it's good to have a pre-planned program, but the Spirit of God doesn't operate that way. God is a God of order. But again, when we are dependent, dependent on the Spirit of God, every time we want to make a move, we ask Him, Lord, how do we move? What's the next step? And then He directs us. And once we are moving that way, He is able to, and He does amplify our efforts. God does amplify the efforts of those who listen and commune with him daily and walk according to his precepts. Jesus did exactly that all his years on the, this earth because he did nothing except that which the Father had said and that which the Spirit of God witnessed. So there was there was synergy between the Son, the, the Spirit, and the Father. And that's where, as believers, our ultimate goal is to get to that place where we are so consumed with God's power, with with what the Spirit of God is saying, and with what the Father has said through His Word, that we there's unity. There is unity. There's oneness. Now, as we conclude the series on becoming an effective witness i want to, i want us to really truly look at how we we impact our world but i'm going to go back through the the last few verses of acts chapter 7 um verse verses 57 to 60 and we'll finish that and we'll transition into some practical things that we could do. So, the last episode we talked about and we ended with Stephen and how he, in the midst of opposition and even being in danger of losing his life, he still doubled down on what heaven said. And so, we read about him being full of the Spirit of God, seeing God's glory, and telling everyone that, look, I see 
the Son of Man, which is Jesus Christ, standing on the right hand of God. And verse 57 says that then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. See, they cried out with a loud voice because what Stephen was committed to, what Stephen was consumed with, was seeing heaven's manifestation. Not what was going on around him. Not what the noise around him was. Ladies and gentlemen, do you have an opportunity to respond to critics? Do you have an opportunity to set um, the record straight? Do you have an opportunity to to maybe bring some um, relevance culturally or contextually to something that you've said that is based and rooted in scripture? Sometimes, given that, given that opportunity, we may pause on it, and if we're not led by the Spirit, we could end up being contradictory or trying to water down the truth of God's Word. But the truth of God's Word never changes. Stephen was committed to that. And so where are the Stephens? Where are those of us believers who will commit to speaking God's truth in the midst of danger, in the midst of knowing that we have something to lose on the natural, but we are not consumed with that. We will rather lose in the physical, in the natural, than to disappoint heaven. And may we not disappoint heaven, may we not be a disappointment to God, but may we uphold the good news and the truth of God's word in all that we do. So what happens when you're given an opportunity to respond to a false claim? God is showing us that, look, we could do that. You could do that. But what's more important is for us to 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 find out from God, God, what are you saying in these times what are you saying concerning this how do you want me to respond when we are given a platform the platform may not necessarily be for us to now make ourselves look good um you know just talk good things about the ministry that god is doing through us stephen could have talked about the many signs and wonders and brought witnesses that witnessed what God did but yet he was more focused on God's glory being made known even to the priests the high priest he wanted the high priest to know the truth how many believers and I know that there's a remnant that would commit to to that how many Stevens, do we have that will speak truth boldly in spite of accusation? How many Stevens would deflect the opportunity to speak good of ourselves or to rally people to support our position versus 
what God actually says. We should deliver. Now, Stephen was in tune with the heavens. And verse 58, they cast, they cast him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses laid their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. What Stephen's focus on is the spirit of our spirits being received by Jesus. Jesus standing, the revelation of Jesus standing at the right hand of God to Stephen was that Jesus was ready to welcome him. And so he had to yield to that. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Because remember, Stephen had already died to himself. Stephen had already laid down his life and said, Lord, pick it up from here. And so from that point on, he had he had n- not much he didn't he didn't have control of what he did and how he did it he allowed the spirit of god to control him and the spirit of god to manifest through him and so even while they were stoning him he was calling on god he wasn't saying you wicked people no he didn't bring accusation against those people because those people were executing something that God had ordained now as 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 you know blunt as it may sound God had ordained that to happen now the the scriptures also mention in 57 a man whose name was Saul and this really when we see that Saul was orchestrating this. But see, this was part of the journey or the process that caused Saul to encounter Christ. So Stephen's death also fueled what we would call the greatest apostle that ever lived. Saul, who became Paul upon his conversion. Verse 60, and he kneeled down, that is Stephen, and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Oh, what a glorious day. Oh, what a glorious moment. Oh, what a glorious instance that believers will be able to say, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Don't don't hold this against them. The the, the evil that they are doing, the, the blasphemy that... And the accusation that they are making against your servant, Lord, don't hold it against them. This is what it means to be consumed with the Spirit of God. This is what it means to be an effective witness that you see you see what people are doing and you're saying and you're interceding on their behalf and saying that, Lord, don't lay this sin to their charge. Work out your purpose 
to bring healing and to bring restoration and to bring salvation to their souls. Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. I'm releasing them from every hurt, every pain that they've caused me. I'm, I'm, I'm relinquishing my ability to have condemnation in this context. And I'm asking you, oh God, to have your way regardless of how I am being treated. Because it's not what is important. It's not how I'm being treated but it's about the impact of my treatment on the history of the church, the growth, the, the, the expansion, the radicality, because I need to die in order for God to raise up new Stevens who are even more radical, who are even more uh, sold out who who would duplicate more Stevens to propel the gospel propel the gospel so here's some practical steps on how to become an effective witness as I summarize um, and bring this series to a close we have to be full of the spirit of God we have to commune daily with the spirit it's and it's not any it's not rocket science it's not it is just understanding god's word god's purpose for your life and running in obedience with it in spite of anything that comes your way in spite of the opinions of people now you seek godly counsel yes and you get trained you subject yourself to to spiritual counsel and as you grow your gift God manifests but then your first line of defense is the spirit of God your first line um, to get information is the spirit of God God gives you intelligence God gives you divine intelligence for you to operate in the context that you live in in the environment that you're surrounded by. We are surrounded by different and different people, different environments and, and, and atmospheres. And it's important for us to discern how God wants us to react and how God wants us to act in those contexts. Two, we should be given to much prayer and it should be evident. Before Stephen and the six others were chosen, the Bible says that they looked for men of honest report. Their reputation had to be clear. It doesn't mean that they didn't there were there were fake news and fake witnesses, false witnesses that were brought against them. It meant that they dedicated their hearts to what was true noble we'll be right back this is how I fight my battles this is how I fight my 
Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Here's a glimpse into how God is using AM980 The Mission for His purposes. About two years ago, I came to faith when my dog passed away. God, He called me. He used that moment, you know, to steer me towards Him. And I listened. I accepted. And um, I took the time. I read the Bible. I I actually used 980 The Mission and all the wonderful programs that they offer to help explain it to me as well. Share your story at 651-289-4434. Welcome back to Isaiah 61, I'm sponsored by Spirit of Lord Church. We're located at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and um, you're welcome to fellowship with us on any Sunday at 11 a.m. And as we declare victory, as we uh, look at how God's grace continues to, to continue to hold us and, and sustain us, you know, we are a ministry that is called to the nations and we have thousands that have passed through the ministry in one way shape or form and we just believe in discipling and manifesting God's glory by by being that conduit right in the community and in the kingdom so uh, just connect with us um, if you if you if you just need fellowship or if you you know you want to hear more about you know the teachings that go on right here god is doing amazing things and we want to be a part of it we're asking that in the midst of all that is going on around us we stay steadfast in the true call of god upon our lives and that is impacting our generation now as we conclude on the series uh, being an effective witness, just one man, Stephen, sums it all up for us. And even though we'll see later on in the book of Acts chapter 8, uh, the works of Philip and how he also um, he also leaned on the direction of the Spirit of God. And previous episodes um, talked about that, the power of one episode. If you uh, look at the search the podcast you would find the power of one i talked about how philip also was propelled by the spirit of god and he witnessed and brought the the gospel and was able to help bring the gospel um into africa where the the the, the ethiopian was seeking understanding this was a second in command to the queen of Sheba and see God works in queen of Ethiopia. God works in mighty ways. And we just have to be the ones who are attentive to what he's saying. So becoming an effective witness is a process. And so in addition to being full of the spirit, communion with God, 
connecting with what God's purpose is, we need to be blemish-free. In God's eyes, we should be people of good reputation. Um, you know, the apostles had criteria. And Paul talks even about, you know, an elder. What an elder uh, should uphold. What a bishop should uphold. And really, everyone, every believer should aspire to uphold the truth of God's word in every sense of it. And then we operate, we move in faith, not based on the circumstances and situations. We move in spite of ourselves. We move in spite of the political climate. We move in spite of the treachery. And we move in spite of the threats. We move in spite of anyone that seeks to discourage what God is doing. Becoming an effective witness is to say, Lord, I put on your mind, the mind of Christ. And what is the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ is that which propels us to say, Lord, not my will, not how I feel today. Oh, God, I don't I don't feel like doing this. Oh, I I may not feel like doing this, but Lord, not your, not my will, but your will be done. Because we're consumed with impacting lives. We're consumed with saving souls. We're consumed with manifesting God's glory on this earth. May God consume us with his business. May God consume us. So that we will see in his light, in his lens. May God connect us with the heavens so much that we are working in concert with the heavens. May God rekindle our prayer lives. May God rekindle our sensitivity to his spirit. May God rekindle that which causes us to Move strongly in faith, in power, and declaring boldly the truth of God's word. We don't need explanations. We don't need expository um, uh, text and 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 vain babblings. We the truth of God's word is that Jesus is our source. Jesus died for us and through him is redemption. And that is it. And he wants to build us and mold us into his image. And that's what he yearns for. From Genesis, the book of Genesis, God has been building up and creating shadows of the real thing. And so in Revelation, we, we, we read about the marriage supper of the Lamb where Christ is reunited with his bride. What a lovely moment that will be. What a lovely reunion it was when Stephen was reunited with Christ and he saw Jesus ready to receive him. 
as we close, my prayer for every believer is that our boldness, our confidence would be in Christ and that we will outlive will outlive will outlive will outlive any false accusation but will not will not be we will not call, will not allow ourselves to succumb to what God is doing through us God bless you and we'll see you next week until then be an effective witness to God's glory <laughs> <laughs>